This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Revelation chapter 1 from verse 4. Revelation 1, 4. John to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be to you and peace from him which is, which was, and which is to come, and from the seven spirits which are before his throne. We'll talk a little bit about, more about that on Sunday. Several spirit before his throne. Next verse, from Jesus, who is the faithful witness. What a title. Faithful witness. There are witnesses that are not faithful. Now, the first begotten of the dead. The only one who has been to spiritual death and made it back. The prince of the kings of this world. That word prince there is like old King James English. Actually means the king of the kings of this world. So if you are using King James Bible, you will see the name King James, the mighty prince. is written there. So another name for king or king then is to say prince. But I have not yet to explain how to but that. Just to understand that. Unto him, and this is where I am going. That loved us. And loved us enough to have washed us from our sins in his own blood. How many people have had a blood bath here before? <laughs> but you just read now that you have been washed. Oh God. Somebody put his blood in a container or somewhere. And he must you there and wash you. You know why? The greatest problem that a saint can have is not Satan. The greatest problem affecting many is what is called condemnation. And it has many ramifications. It does not mean condemnation as uh, our English language we have us believe. That's why Romans 8 says, there is therefore now. It all started on the condemnation as its roots in sin consciousness. And this is the greatest hindrance. If a Christian wants to pray for the sick, and there's no result. Draw it, do all your permutations. At the end of the day, there is self-consciousness rooted in sin consciousness, rooted in condemnation. Where does fear come from? Fear has just one root. Where does death come from? This is why the subject of the blood of Jesus it's so crucial that we started on Sunday and we continue now and then we come on, on Sunday by the grace of God during the first service. If all the three things we are talking about, ministry of angels and then of the Holy Spirit. 
So why this? So why did he wash us in his own blood? It's for a reason. Now, let's read First John chapter 2. First John 2. We will get to a point that will let people know that why they don't hear the voice of God is because they don't understand what the blood has done. My little children, but I think I want to go down to verse 12. But I began to say some, I write unto you little children because your sins are forgiven you for his sake. Why stressing this, your sins are forgiven? Colossians 1, 14. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even redemption is connected to forgiveness of sin. Ah, we might not get there tonight, even though we are taking communion, but of course, usually towards the end, I begin to make us start saying certain things. We have been redeemed from sin, sickness, and every satanic oppression. And because of his blood, the blood was used as a price to pay for us to be redeemed. And you know what? Satan understands in fact that anything ancestral causes, anything patterns. We have been redeemed. But many don't know. And when you don't know, you continue to pay. Hallelujah. Even the forgiveness of sins. Now, Philippians, Ephesians 1 7. It's a Bible study, so you have to pay attention. Look at the same word being repeated again. Why, why was Apostle Paul stressing over and over again? Then John said that I did not only say it. I took my time to write to you, little children, so that I just wanted to know one thing, that your sins are forgiven. You will think this is a very simple subject matter. But by the time you see two, three apostles pointing their finger repeatedly at the Father, congregation of saints, I want you to know that you are forgiven. Then a wise person will know that there is something deeper about this matter than how it looks. I don't know if you are getting me. You can see it in John and Paul. Why are they repeating it over and over again? John said it about four times in his epistle. Now, this Apostle Paul again. He was writing to the Colossians. And he said, guys, I wanted to know. We have redemption in him, even forgiveness of sin. Then, maybe some years after selling prison, he was writing the church in uh, Ephesus. And he said the same thing to them that both of them in chapter 1. I want to begin my message. By letting you know that in him we have redemption and forgiveness of sin. Then John said, little children, in other words, when you have not taught, you have not been taught the subject of forgiveness, it will affect how you live your Christian life for the rest of your life. So John said that maybe I might teach adults something else. Little children was not talking about their physical age. was talking about those of you that have just given your life to Christ, I want you to know just one thing, that your sins are forgiven for his sake. Sin consciousness is extremely powerful. It is actually the reason why people sin all the more. 
Are you following? So it all started. I mean, Adam could fellowship with God so freely. At the cool of the day, it was God coming down to meet this guy. Adam had abundance mentality. One man giving four rivers and three of those rivers had gold and all kinds of precious things for one man. This will let you straight away know that God and poverty are not compatible. You would have called it a waste. In a, why would you do that for one man? And death, the garden, created animals, created one, one, I mean one river, one stream, said so would have been enough for one man. But God decided to do it that way. All of a sudden, Adam was never afraid of lion. I don't know how one man was roaming around forests and never afraid once. There was no snake with enough venom to attack Adam. He was a king in the garden. We don't know, we don't know, but somebody said, why Jesus walked on water? Probably the first Adam could actually walk on water. When man fell, a lot of limitations actually happened to man. It became something totally different from what God created. This is why people fail exam. Adam named, do you know how many species of fish alone we had? Adam named each one and he never repeated it to twi to twice. So the next time Adam saw any animal, he remembered that yesterday I called you. That means we are talking about reading about maybe one million pages, a book with about a million pages. And for you to read once and remember. I was told that fish alone, you have millions of species. And Adam named them one by one. And the following day, when he was by the river, he said, that's the lapia, that's Shad, that's this one. And he never forgot. And he did not write that in a book. This is why part of the work of the Holy Spirit, when, it, when he is received the right way, it quickens your ability to comprehend things. Yes. You see, when Pastor Femi that ministered on Saturday during the conference, when were you? I? He was in law, I the first class. Then he went to Harvard and was the best student in Harvard also. <laughs> are, you, are you with me? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Because when this light is inside you, it, so, it somehow it affects, it affects every part of you. Ah. Adam lost so much. Ah. The first word when God came down, Adam said, I heard your voice and I was afraid. But the Bible says, 1 John 4, 18, perfect love cast out fear. Once you hear God, I remember in secondary school, in those days, then, you know, I was in the body's name, but I used to say once, in the, when it will be raining heavily in the night, and people will think of rapture and they will be afraid. Do you know there are Christians, and when you start beginning to teach heaven and hell, they are afraid. Probably some of you listening to me now. But when Paul wrote about rapture, he said, comfort one another with this. Hey, oh my God. Paul was saying that when the pain is much in life and you've lost a friend, he said, at least take comfort in the fact that one day we shall hear the sound. Yes, 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 yes. And we that are alive, said the dead in Christ shall rise. And we, First Corinthians chapter 4 and chapter 5, we shall go and we shall be with the Lord forever. He said, please, wherefore comfort yourself together. Be happy about these things. But to many Christians, it's not comfort. They are being scared. 
And that night they repent. And repentance that comes from fear does not last. <laughs> there was a brother. I don't want to mention his name. Brown is watching now. You know, when we, it was our senior, he was now that school. He was actually the started boy of his school. He was actually very brilliant. Almost in the entire good state, nobody could debate like him. When he, so he had this oratory power as a gift. When he was three years old, I was going to lay hands on him. When you are gifted with oratory power and then you are also anointed, it's a serious combination. But you see, he used to preach hell to everybody. And because he was also the Astor Senior Prefect in control of the school, many of his converts came to Christ out of fear. Fear of hell, fear of senior. You know, like somebody that beat somebody to the person that accepted Jesus. <laughs> of course, well, they, they, they fear. So everybody, see, all the SS2 students, SS1, GSS3, he had many disciples who were born again. When he wrote SSC and he left, one of them went to back everybody. <laughs> Within one month, they had gone back into the world, all of them, because it was not Christ sustaining them, it was him, his fear. What we see now, so, so, so every morning they will read a little portion of the Bible because he was there. Where do you study? So they will read. When he left, freedom at last. <laughs> when you repent out of fear, it does not last. That's not what the Lord wants. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, uh, Adam said that word. And from that day, Everyone from Adam, that fear, that self-consciousness in God's presence. Adam never thought of sowing figs until the fall. I mean, the guy just entered divine presence straight away. No wonder if you have had a journey to heaven before, Jesus will warn you many times, don't be conscious of yourself. Like they said to rejoiner. Before we brought you here, we knew you. So stop trying to adjust your mind. All your dirty thoughts, we already know. But we brought you here anyway. It's too late to be trying to, you know, you're now trying to. <laughs> no. Enjoy the moment with the king. It is the best way to be purified. Are you, ask, are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. So in the place of prayer, the greatest warfare is to break through from the realm of self-consciousness, sin consciousness, into righteous, to be righteous, to be conscious of the righteousness of Christ. And this is the reason. There's only one thing that gets the job done. And we will look deeper into this on Sunday because I want to talk about Rehab on Sunday and the scarlet he put on his wall, on our wall. And why other buildings collapse? Where is the secret place of the most high? But we are starting with this elementary part of it forgiveness something happens to you when you stand before divine glory with an awareness that i have been forgiven in other words as my heavenly father is looking at me he sees no faults can i hear me amen. what some have interpreted this to be and i christian cannot see whatever and some nonsense going on but you see the real knowledge of this sets a man free you will never ah let me read. Let, let's read first, first, second Peter. Second Peter 1. Second Peter 1. I'll start from verse 4. Because this teaching sounds like what they call hypergrade, but that's not where I'm not for them. That's not where I'm going. 
but I'm explaining something that sets people free. If you claim to be righteous, it should show in your life. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by this we might be partakers of divine nature. I haven't escaped the corruption that is in this world through Lord. There is a corruption that is in the world through laws. The Bible says we great and precious promises. That's what I'm sharing tonight. We will escape. We escape them. Now, next verse. This is very... Beside this, giving all diligence. Brother, you have a work to do. Um, some things will not jump at you. You have to do certain things. Give to add to your faith, virtue. Some other translation will put it as moral excellence. And to virtue, knowledge. You keep adding. And to knowledge, let's read. Self-control. Which is very important. That's temperance, self-control. Because if you have not you have self-control, you'll be very arrogant. Like many boys, they know a thing or two. Nobody can hear what they gain. So Bible say that with knowledge, please have self-control. You are not the only one that knows. <laughs> and then to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness. Now to godliness, brotherly kindness, to brotherly kindness, charity. Next verse. This is very powerful. If these things be in you, and abound, that means they stay, they will make you, that it becomes impossible for you to be unfruitful. When a Christian is not fruitful, one of these things, all of them are not in him. But that's where I'm going. In the night of, of, of the Lord Jesus Christ, next verse is very powerful. He that lacked these things is blind. He cannot see afar off. Why can't he see? The reason, he has forgotten that he was purged. Once you are not conscious that you are washed, you become blind. And you will not be able to walk in the life and grace that you should walk in. This is why this foundation is very important. To understand that your sins are forgiven. That means there is therefore no condemnation. That means anytime you say, Heavenly Father, you are accepted. The Bible says, cast not therefore away your confidence. This is where the confidence is coming from. It's coming from the fact that we have been washed by the blood. And I ended on Sunday by saying that blood speaks. Right? In um, Deuteronomy 12, around verse 16 or 17, he began to tell them again, which was where I started from. I, I, I didn't return on Sunday, but I read some other places where God told them. He told Noah, Genesis 9 or 8 or 9, said, the blood must not be eaten with the animal. You must peel it. You must let it go down. Now, only you shall not eat the blood. You shall pour it upon the earth as water. Anytime blood leaves an animal and enters the ground, what are other the old covenant, if you were the one who brought the animal, as the blood, blood touching the ground, the blood will be saying to God, forgiveness for Shade, for, but it will only last for one year. So you must repeat it every year. I am dying as an exchange for the iniquity of Falake. That's what God is saying from the... That's why the blood must not be... It must enter ground. And from that ground, he says something to God. The soldier didn't know what he did when he put spear beside Jesus. Most of the blood are drained in the hand and in the feet already. And I told you on Sunday, Jesus shed his blood several times or in several places in his body. 
to represent a perfect sacrifice that no sacrifice can match. And then he didn't do it so repeatedly. He did it once and for all. Hebrews chapter 9. I get what I'm saying. So I said when they placed the crown on his head, it started from the garden. The Bible said the sweat coming from body was as thick as blood. The first time. Then when they took him, they placed a crown of head, of thorn on his head and blood was coming out. Then that was the second part. And then they moved to the third one. They plucked his bed and blood came out. That was the third one. And then the hand fought. The feet fifth. And then the back ceased. Some terrible lashes. And then when they got seized one, it was on the cross. And then the soldier took spear again. The seventh one, the side. And God said, so Jesus was mutilated on the cross. He was so covered by the blood to be the high priest of the new covenant. Aaron also will pour blood on the side before entering the holies of holy. But Jesus has entered once and for all for us. He did not only enter, he broke down the curtain. Now we can enter at all times. And because both him that sanctifies and they that have been sanctified, Hebrews chapter 2 are one. Jesus has become the captain of the new brand. See, under him, when you say if any man be in Christ, what the father sees also is that you are under that mutilated body with blood. So the father does not see you. <laughs> yeah. He sees the blood. He began to use this method, which I've told you before. When Bala wanted to cause them, he could not. Individually, he could have because these people were sinning and moving out of God's protection. But Balan constructed his word bread. He said to Balak, I cannot cause them. He said, he has not beheld iniquity in Jacob. He has not seen perverseness in Israel. The shout of a king is in the abyss. He did not say that he had not beheld iniquity in the children of Jacob. That would have been a lie. Because they were sinning, but you see, God saw them through Jacob, not as individuals. If any man be in Christ, so there is a way God can see you through Jesus. So he does not see that, that what Wale, he sees a man, a woman in Christ. So your new name is Arm of Christ. And that's what God sees. So the blood veils you, oh God. I don't know if somebody is hearing what I'm saying. See, in this realm, we will get to this on Sunday regularly you must make an announcement with your mouth i'm told before that the, you know what i'm sharing with you now angels know demons know but demons don't play fear they are rebellious spirits they have to be commanded you have to issue a command so once you are born again all of hell they know that your redemption is complete and that you owe them nothing again but see it's like a terrible death if wicked men can do that how much more demonic spirits who are much more wicked so even when you pay them, they pre- if you don't know you pay somebody, they call you to extort you. And those are even more time. Spirits are more wicked. They pretend as if they don't know because they, are, they expect the one who has received that redemption to announce to them that whatever is between us is over. And you say with audacity, Satan, I owe you nothing. If my grandparents are worshiping you all their life, it means nothing. I'm in Christ. In fact, for my sake, their sins are forgiven. Because as a saint, I can stand on behalf of the family and say that because I'm a new creation here, I infect the family with the blessing of the Lord. And because I bear the name of that household, I can stop whatever plague is going on there. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. You know, so Christians don't know that a believer actually has that kind of power. That once you are born again, 
Another person, other family might not be able to do it. There's what they call law of identification in the spirits. Sometimes it states that only a person from that place. For instance, now as a Nigerian, you might not be able to easily go and dislodge a spirit in South Africa. Except the South African pastor has said to say, realm of the spirit is a very for the protocols are duly and jealously guided. If they invite you, a pastor from South Africa invites you, and he gives you a microphone, what they are saying to the spirit is that we endorse and give him authority as one of us to act on our behalf so he can do something. If you want to know the, what I'm sharing with you, this is the only reason why Jesus had to become man. From heaven, he could not adjust what Adam. I, I don't know if somebody was any. As a matter of fact, they say in the original Hebrew Greek, when Adam sinned and God said, Man has become like one of us, the solution that says that what actually God said was that one of us will have to become man. Immediately, God saw what Adam did. He just said, There is only one remedy. Man has fallen, man can only be rescued by man. Somebody must come down where you cannot sit as the king of glory and adjust here. God can do it, but his righteousness will not allow because there are protocols guiding the spirit realm, and God himself will obey the protocol. The sin was committed as a mortal man, the penalty must be paid as a mortal man. I get what I'm saying. See, so that alone, if you go with that, it will just let you know how serious the realm of the spirit can be. You were not there. I was not there. Nobody was there when they danced. Why did God just do something and say, I don't care. I don't care about protocol. It shows you that any protocol established in the spirit, they follow it jealously. You better stay with the word of God. The protocols of the fact that God will deal with you only on the basis of what is in his word. That should make any Christian to sit down with that word like that. This is the contract between you and God. This is how God deals with you. You, you can't fabricate your own thing and tell God. Spirits don't follow such a thing. You don't dictate to them. They follow a laid down protocol. And I told you something. A curse never expires on its own. It has to be stopped. The monastery will never say that, for, ah, this is the third generation. Let's leave this family alone. It's not in their language. Once, a, once something starts, somebody with authority or with knowledge must come and stop it. It has never stopped by itself. That's why things that Satan is trying to do in your life will not stop by itself. You have to stop it. That's why you are giving out. And when I ask seven of you to speak now, this is why teachers of God so they are very powerful. If I ask somebody to speak now, it's as if in the spirit they can tell who is speaking just out of your mind and who is speaking out of revelation. Yes. So the demon told the seven sons of Scapha, Paul, I know Jesus, I know who are you. But they call the same name of Jesus. So from what you are calling, we can see through you. You don't know what you are saying. You saw Paul do, you are trying to do the same thing. But you don't have the revelation that Paul has about the name of Jesus. When I share like this, and I end by asking us to pray, your prayer carries more power because now you are speaking from lights. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Ah. In him we have redemption, even the forgiveness of sins. This is the beauty of Christianity. No guilt in life, no fear in death, this is the power of... You know, we can sing it as a song, but the reality has not done on so many Christians. They are guilty. And they go around with that guilt. 
and you don't overcome guilt with guilt. Hallelujah. It's always wonderful to know. You are on the sea or whatever you are to know that the Father says, I see no problem with him. When we know this, a deeper fellowship with the Father comes from that fellowship, from that fellowship. Let, let's read first John 1. From that fellowship, sin nature is taken out. You know, every day we live, we have a choice between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. You will never be spiritual to the point that you will never be tempted. Get that straight. Every day, choices are made. Every day, you are pulled to each of the, either of the sides. You always have to choose to gossip or not to gossip. To speak out of anger, not to speak. To loss or not to loss. Even when loss is coming in, to obey it or not to obey it, you will forever, after 40 days and 40 nights, they lost <laughs> because their flesh will not be shut down until we see the king. So you can as well settle with that. That's what Jesus said, carry your cross daily. However, by the discipline of the spirit and fellowship, you can push the flesh so down, but it's only done with what I'm sharing with you, understanding of righteousness, that you are loved by God, that you have been washed. And because I've been washed, I cannot behave that way. Something has been taken out of me. I have been washed. You understand? Most importantly, I have self-control. The flesh does not control me. I control the flesh. Because I'm a new man in Christ. I can choose what to say and what not to say. Therefore, I cannot be provoked to talk anymore. I talk when I want to talk and I keep quiet when I want to keep quiet. Can I say amen to that? That is the thinking pattern of a new creation man. Are you following me? That sin has lost its power. So I cannot be compelled to do what I don't want to do. I'm not, the girl is asking me to go, I'm not going because you know what? I've been washed. I have ability to say no. So my answer is no. Pornography, no. I'm deleting it. I am coming from the fact that I am aware. I have been made right with God. Because I live in this kingdom of life, being made right with God, I make right choices because I'm the right man. Do you get what I've just said now? Some will start the message this one and say, that means that you, anything you do. I mean, can you imagine a preacher saying that it doesn't matter why a Christian lives? That's a very stupid statement to make. No, God is not looking at whatever you do. Oh, really? Okay. Let one guy in the church rape your daughter as a pastor. Then you know that God is looking at many things. I mean, absurdity of the ideas. So I'm just saying some things. And the reason is that people want to get to overcome sins in their life. They cannot. So they want the people to tell you that, well, it's okay. God is not looking at it. No. Ability to live above it is inside you. Don't focus on it. Focus on the fact that you'll be made right. Then from there, journey. Oh, I can't gossip anymore. <laughs> that was before. I've been washed. Are you following me? You can't retaliate. You are, this is a new man. A man that has been made right with Christ. I cannot do that. The way you operate is too high for that kind of thing. That I want to get even with somebody. For what? Hallelujah. Glory to God. All on the foundation. When you want to pray tonight, it's as if the spirit measure the level of confidence you have in your prayer. 
those who have accepted what I just shared now, their worship rises to heavens. The father is proud as they begin to talk. Those who don't know that the father does not love them, condemnation rises. And when it does, it blocks, it sort of does something to you. So that's why repeatedly all of them are pointing to the father. So John said it again in Revelation that he washed us in his own blood. So I'm thinking alone in your room. So I'm a woman who has been washed. Now, not in the blood of goats. That is the highest that mortal men can get to all they use human blood. And anywhere there's a sacrifice of human being, something unusual happens. So the diabolical people of this world, they understand. The greatest sacrifice, they use animal days, but at times they demand human beings. Some, they ask for pregnant women. Once it is something strange, they just understand that it's sacrifice. But the best, they can even if they bury 10,000 men, they are still sacrificing a mortal man. There is only one date. <laughs> the Lord of glory himself. And because he's an eternal being, his blood is eternal. Every single time you can speak of his blood, day and night, day and night. On Sunday, I will talk about how exactly do we plead the blood of Jesus. Because this is where the answer is. Hallelujah. Against angel of death, against... The people told Rahab, uh, they said, if we come back, we are sworn to you, just like a promise from God's word, that the word of God has given you a promise. They said, we are sworn to you that none of your family member will die. We have also said that we have also said that your eyes will not be destroyed. Rahab. They said, but... They turned back and said, there's a condition. If this rope is not on your window, what is a window in the spirit? If the rope is inside your room, under your bed, your building will crash, oh. And if any member of your family steps out, when Christians get into destruction and trouble, are there Christians that they have that rope, but instead of putting it on the window, it's inside their back. Remember, our house was on the wall. What is your window spiritually? Where should you put it? This rope that she put was a red rope representing the blood. It must be at the proper place for destruction to come, not to come. Having it does not guarantee. Putting it in the right place is what guarantees. Where, is, where do you put the blood regularly? Don't be Sunday. <laughs> you will never need to bother yourself anymore about witches. You know, two ways this ago when I ministered to people in that strong way, as I stood there, I saw spirit living. A lady, all of a sudden, she said she wanted to say something. A young girl took the mic and said that she saw ugly looking creatures, living people, and that they look at me, they were angry. From when I was secondary school till now, secondary school, we used to live almost every week. But I've not been casting out devils a lot lately more. Secondary school was all down the day. We'll play Manzion films and the demon will start manifesting. I was scripture, you know, I was the president of fellowship then, and, and people will be talking about repressor attack. I say this under God from the time I got born again till now. As a very young guy, just to just three, almost 30 years old, till today, repressor attack. I don't even think about it. We have addressed spirits upon spirits. People have vomited something in my office before. I don't do any sanctification or anything. Many I even forget. By the time they are gone, later I'm actually watching Champions League. I have never had a reprisal attack that you dislodge the demon, they will come back. Did I use my name? 
I didn't use my name or my power. So why should there be the present attack? I ordered them based on Ogakparabata in his name. Get out. If court sacks a politician and some policemen, they ask him that your time is up. So they ask him to leave government house and the police come to say, oh, yeah, yeah, leave. After he will go to court and fight the government. Maybe he was the former governor. The new governor, they're having a kind of clashes and the former, the new governor sent away the former governor. He stops his renomination, he stops everything. The guy's not going to meet the accountant that is not paying and say, you, he's just acting under instruction. You will not go and meet the police that actually sealed out your house. If you are going to get a lawyer, it's against the government that took your position from you. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. This one is not your issue. So, <laughs> in my name, in someone's name, yes, he hates the father will use the name, but he that keepeth Israel, he does not sleep, nor slumber. I will talk on Sunday about the role of obedience. You can get to a point where no evil, no plague. This is what we have been taught. And I said it on Sunday. Somebody said that when teachings on the blood was very high in the body of Christ, miracles happening, they were happening so cheaply. But now, do you know it is true that the person I'm talking about, what has been my concern since? I just read something last week and a pastor was talking about it. Now, today, Benny was talking about the same thing. That the rate at which we start talking about mental health and that most of those are demonic. And then they go and see a psychiatrist, go and see. I asked somebody one that if you go and see, even Christian man, you go and, see, go and see a counselor. See, if the counselor were giving people a pill, I will understand that pastor don't give you a pill. If you go and meet a counselor, me and my husband, we are fighting, or you say, I'm having mental and he says, okay, you know, this one, two, three pills, swallow. I was like, okay, maybe you are, because they don't give you a pill in church. But the person is going to talk to you. So you value the word of a counselor. The day, I, I think you know, on two or three, I mean, it doesn't make the person a bad problem. The a lady in this church said that to me. I was talking to her and her husband. I said that, hey, pastor, you're not getting, maybe she, I just said, please get up and leave the office. I was like, and then she came back to apologize. So what? Because of, I said, so what will counselor tell you? To cut off the head of your husband. At the end of the day, I don't know why people don't respect the Bible, but you respect every other thing. Why? It's not taking side with you to blame your husband or taking side with you to blame your wife. When you go to the word of God, when you go to Jesus to address an issue between you and your wife, Jesus does not take side. It calls out righteousness out of the two of you. Many times, Lord, help me fix my wife. The Lord will say, let me fix you. When I fix you, your wife will be fixed. Why? If you live like me in that house, she will see you and get converted like you. Yet yeah, there might be cases where somebody can behave like, but in most cases, people want you to help them fix the other person. And you are the one that should be fixed. <laughs> I don't know if somebody is here anyway. See, that's why people don't like Jesus because it's not going to join them to blame. As we are talking, he's looking at her and he says that, boy, you need to. And you know, everyone who has spoken to me about issues in marriage, 
they will start by saying that, sir, they will say, Pastor, I know me, I'm not perfect, oh, but see my wife. Okay, why not let's start with what you are doing that is bad. Can you take care of your own first? After Jesus said that you will remove the log in your eyes. Why not let's start with you, boys? The problem is that you want to, and this is why marriage don't get solved. You want the other person to change first. If you change first, the person will change. I'm not except domestic violence, so, but I'm talking about where there's no, once a man is just a woman, that one I say for the pressure of your life and everything. But that uh, she's rude. When I talk, she talk, and then what about, why don't you stop talking? Why don't you begin to say words that we bless, that we defy? You are trying to, you have to run. Now, this is the 13th year of your marriage. You know by now, insulting your wife or insulting your husband has not done any. See, change is the most difficult thing for human beings. Why don't you try another method? I remember very well one woman who did this. They tell her husband has been, and she will harass the man, the man will deny, I don't have a girlfriend, blah, 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 for a long time. One day somebody tipped her, told her where the man was with a girlfriend daughter. She came there, saw the toilet, just entered the car and went back home. A man, the man couldn't come home for a long time. He was just driving up and down. So when he got home, she cooked very well and gave him. And began to talk to him about their future, the family. Of course, the guy couldn't eat the food. He just sat down there. He was waiting to ask just one question. Did you see us? He said, I saw you. And she didn't say anything again. <sighs> so you mean you saw me and because I saw you. I'm not blind. And after a while, she went to sleep. It's when she was sleeping that he had a bit of confidence to eat a little. But something I told her, maybe no, you know, he had. But then in the night when he went to the room, he woke her up and he said that, you know what? When he went to sleep, for the next one, I sat there and said, and I decided. This is not the life we planned for when we did. I promise you it's over. We'll be away. And from that day, the guy stopped complaining. And Uma was sharing with other women. Now, I'm not saying we should necessarily do that. But she was saying that how a different approach. If she shouted that night, who don't actually change anything? You will shout, you will fight, and then the whole thing. That's not a justification for infidelity. Please don't misunderstand me. I'm just saying that. Why do people, the same approach... You have been beating a child. Many of us will testify to that. We were stubborn growing up. And our parents, the more they kept thinking that they could, you know, capture and tame us. We refused to be tamed. Including me in Turkey. <laughs> we became more stubborn. And you got used to all their disciplines and everything. In fact, the more they were finding a way to deal with you, we were finding a way to also escape and continue what you were doing. A different approach. If those tough parents had called us and they put their hand on, their, on our shoulder, honestly, it would have melted. God, would you expect it? Yes. <laughs> One of my friends, it was so bad. That after beating me, the father got tired. I wanted to use Yoruba tactics, you know. So that when you called him, they said, you have become a law to yourself. So in this house, I leave you. Say, I'm not going to leave as your father again. Do whatever you like. Say, you're the bad land. He said, it's a blessing that your parents can rebuke you. But since you have been so stubborn, he said, nobody will rebuke you again. The guy was like, wow. He <laughs> 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 will come, he was, he was. The father told them that nobody should ask him whatever he should eat again. That, if you like, eat the whole house. 
God will just treat you as if you are bigger than everybody. Is that what you want? The father thought that that would touch the boy. He'll uh, <laughs> just come home to ten. He'll throw it. I'm done to leave with father told the father that it's not working. <laughs> the boy told me, he said, don't sleep with me. Enjoy life. That he, he, enjoyed, he was accountable to nobody. He said he enjoyed himself. He will come to the sitting room. Everybody will leave the sitting room for him. Ah, yeah, this is nice. <laughs> the father just said, he thought that would, be, that would mean something to him. In the morning, good morning, nobody will answer him. Then he will come to the sitting room. Everybody will just get up and go to their room. They will leave him alone. The father thought that would mean. The boy sat down there. He watched TV. He went to get conflict. Poor me, poor everything. I let the play there. The father told the mother, it's not working. <laughs> you don't have a bad boy. But it's a spiritual Christian also now. He's even a pastor now. <laughs> the guy showed them hell. <laughs> are, you, are you with me? The father told the mother, you are the only black sheep of the family. And the guy stood there was listening. Ah, it's not good to have a bad boy. In my estate where I grew up, I had like two or three. There was a guy like that. Was, I mean, that one, their father was in America. They showed the mom hell. Hell or not. Yes. The mom was at the city room and they wanted to sneak out the car. In 17, they were going for a party. All day, the mom's car. She knew they were up to something that day. So because starting the car, she would hear. They silently opened the gates. They put the car on neutral and pushed the car. Out. So the mom, the last one told the mom by the time the car was out, she was running and this boy jumped inside. And so our estate, like, you could go out through this gate here. The mom ran to the gate and they shot the gate. The guy took another road that was very bad. So bad that the hole of under the car was damaged. He was driving it on a rock and he brought it back like that. The mom, first of all, cried and cried and cried. And she went to his room. He was taking Gary and Suya, and the mom talked for one hour, and he kept taking Gary and Suya. And the mom ended up telling him that, see, your son will make you, will give you sorrow like this, and left. But you know, interestingly, I saw his video recently in America also, preaching in the church. He went back to her, she prayed for her, she blessed her. He talked to the mother, see, those were the days when I was just, he was just a, a he was just a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. How many of you have been bad before? <laughs> Let me see your hand. You were bad. You were bad before. No, no, tell the truth. Raise your hand. You were really, really bad. Ah, let's see. Thank God for Jesus. There are so many of them. Many, many of them here. Ah, you became the prayer point of the family. And there are people like Samuel. You never give them problem. I wish I was, but I was not, never like that. How many of you are, I mean, you... It was just peaceful, nothing, no real drama, nothing much. And that's your hand. Wow. Ah, thank God for you. <laughs> we pray that our children will be like you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Shall we rise? <laughs> Let's take the communion tonight as we go. Is somebody blessed tonight? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. That's why Paul said, I, I didn't get into, because part of where we go, I wish this coming up be taking place next Wednesday. Because I'm supposed to now talk about blood covenants. 
after what we are talking about on because it's like moving i'm starting with forgiveness but we are moving up to actually so why communion what does it remind us why do they do blood covenants and why is blood covenant very powerful that in those days nobody would dare break it what does it mean in the realm of the spirits yes hallelujah in those days warriors used to have many wives if there was a warrior that was too powerful all villages around would start giving him their daughter to marry once he married them there was a guarantee that their village will never be attacked and if someone else should attack the village he, must, he was under obligation to carry soldier and come and defend because of blood mingling you see our generation has lost the meaning of many things lawyer men are no more we are christian we are lawyer but i'm saying that even if they say they want to recruit us for one now many of us will run away they run to canada and then in the, those days of our great great ancestors and everywhere in the world whether europe or nigeria if they went to fight and they asked you not to follow them, you could commit suicide before they are coming. It was an insult that young men went to fight to defend their land and that you were not allowed to. You still see it in some of the epic European movies. The boy will be 13, they say you are too young. He will take sword and cut himself. That men are going to fight for the land. I'm at home. That's what he wants. Sitting down with women, eating, panic. But you see, if they ask us not to go now, we shall testify. <laughs> Like, can you imagine? I was praying a lot. Don't let me go to the battle. The, the commander just looked at me and said, go back home. And everybody climbed home, praise God. They understood. Men preferred their murder to be brought home that he died in battle in those days than to live for 90 years and represent nothing. The greatest fear from the time of Achilles and men of old was to live a life where nobody says any heroic thing about you as a man. Now, what will you tell your son when you are 80? Now, you see, in these last 80 years, I've just been watching Netflix. <laughs> so, they abhor that thing. Everybody wanted to do something. When I see some of those AP movies, you know, they, they are my favorites. I love AP. Even when I watch Yoruba AP movies, you see the best of men in those days. Men who live for the name of the family. You've seen the ego before. And they say, it's a, it's a true name, a true story. That the, the father was a soldier in Roman Empire. He was with a battalion and they were outnumbered by the enemy. The emblem of Roman Empire is like eagle on a staff. Golden eagle. Not found anywhere in the world. Golden, and the enemies took it. This guy, the son of a noble, because when you are born as a son of a noble, in those days when you were born, you will remain a noble forever. A noble, it was, it was uh, a noblesse or whatever, forever. He was a leader of a kind of, but see, there was a dissatisfaction in his heart. That the ego, it was the father was leading his court, taking it where the father was ambushed. He would sacrifice the luxury and the wealth of town to go to risk his life going to the country of your enemy. He became a slave there. At the end of the day, he was able to smuggle out. People died in the process to bring it back. It was when he brought that thing back and he handed over to the Senate in Italy that for the first time there was a peace of mind. 
He said, I have redeemed my father's name. And everybody looked at him like, wow. He felt that the father was smile. You'll see 47 running. If you go to Japan, they will show you their graves. Their graves. Their master was killed unjustly. And the emperor had given a punishment, had given a, a vow that they must not retaliate. Because the guy that killed them actually now became the king in town. But they swore all of them that see. One of them said something. He said that it's a cause for you and the killer of your boss or your mentor to live under the same heaven. One must go. And the day they were going to retaliate, he gathered all the 47 and he told that, do you know what we are doing? Even when we succeed in killing that king, we'll be called rebel and the penalty is death. Are you ready? For if we need talking, everybody put their blood. And what are you saying? That's what we are going to do. And they, I mean, they, they took their revenge and they died in, in honor. But the emperor, when the emperor saw what they did, he said, you know what? I will still change my verdict. I told you about the realm of the spirit. There are protocols that they will not. The emperor saw that their, their cause was just. He saw that they needed to do what they did. But he said one thing. He said, even though, and he quoted what he said, it is true that a man cannot live under the same level with the people that are killed. He said, but well, I told you that you should not. In other words, my law has gone. You defy me. I support what you have done. But at the same time, I said, what I'm going to do is that they won't kill you like criminals. Which was another thing they value in those days. I will allow the whole city to stand. You will kneel down by yourself and lie on your sword. And they were so happy with that. That we could have been killed in prison, but they are giving us offer to kill ourselves. What a thing of joy. And they were white. It was a ceremony. <laughs> Till today, people visit their grave in Japan. They died in honor. And when the emperor looked at them, the youngest among them was just 17. His father was there, and he was there also. And the emperor said, no, you step out. Therefore, he said, I just wanted to be the future leader of this. He said, you step out. And the father was just like, well, I even thought that God has done enough by letting me and my son die together. But now the son is paid. And the mom was happy. Those were, you know, you don't hear that in our time. Men fear death like. Is somebody with me? Are you with me? We were talking about blood covenants. That made me to see all that. that those things don't mean anything to us. But in those days, it meant something. You see, if you called a Jewish man in those days, and you should hold bread and wine before him, and you say some words together and you take it, betrayal means death. It will mean death to the person. So Jesus knew what he was doing when he gave us this formula. Hallelujah. Are you with your bread and wine? We call it the blood and the body. There are three that bear witness on that. Lord, thank you for your blood. Thank you for your body broken for us. We take this, Lord. Please break the bread. Break it before you take it. It's broken. That's what the Bible says. Body broken. Take it. Can you shout that word? I have been forgiven. Say in Christ Jesus, I have forgiveness of sins. I have redemption. I've been redeemed from sickness, from spiritual death. 
from all causes, from fear, and from sin. Shout a loud amen. I will stop here today. Thank you. God bless you. What a wonderful night. Let's give offering tonight. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The blood. The blood of Jesus. You can say with your mouth. Just say the blood. The blood of Jesus. Say the precious blood of Jesus. Say one more time. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.